We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We are having the conversation about uh, Deshaun Watson's impact on the offensive coordinator search and why it just makes sense to have him involved on some level. We got some calls ringing it to an, uh, before the end of the segment here, but... Sean himself was on the Quarterback Unplugged podcast with, with Cam Newton, who is becoming a burgeoning media star. I actually think, because he'll just say anything, I kind of think he should have his own Newton cast because he would say some stuff. And I just, I'm so bored with the Manning cast where they just kind of, it's the same hunky-dory, dumb right. hillbilly thing. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. Yep, now do more. All right, be more interesting. Also, I still have no under, uh, understanding why Mark Wahlberg was so upset to be on the podcast with him or on the TV show with him, but I digress. Um, <laughs> Deshaun was on Cam's podcast. We went down several rabbit holes there. I apologize. And was talking about scripted plays and this trend in the NFL and whether or not he's comfortable with it. A lot of times, I'm not sure if, if, if your OCs did it, but like the first 15 plays, first 20. So you're trying to play within that. All right, this is where the ball usually go. You go throughout the week. You go throughout the different looks. All right, this here, here, here. I've never been a fan of that just because I know the other team's going to adjust quick and I got to adjust because cool. they're not going to play me the same way like the other quarterback. They're not going to play me the same way like Brock Purdy. You feel me? Yeah. They're not going to play me the same way like a tool because I can use my legs, I can run, I do a lot more movement in the pocket, things like that. So, like, for me, I think, like, the first half, like, I'm trying to figure it out, and, like, I start off slow. But once that third and fourth quarter come around, now you just calling your best plays. You trying to make work, and you got to make – your playmakers got to make plays, especially in that fourth quarter. One comment I have heard on that is that people think that is an excuse from Deshaun. I – my – it might be, by the way. My rebuttal would be – we're trying to fit a quarterback into a specific box. Not every quarterback loves that scripted stuff. And that's not that's the first one I've heard say it on record. It's certainly not the first quarterback I've heard come out in a right. building and say, I understand why we do this, but it doesn't really fit my strengths as a player. Well, they practice those scripts. Mm-hmm. And the Browns are one of those teams. Like, Joe Flacco was incredible. Four of the five starts, the Browns scored – opening drive touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like, script worked beautifully. But then, here's what happens, too, on the on the flip side of what Deshaun's talking about. It's when you get off the script that things then go downhill yeah. for a lot of quarterbacks, right? They're really good on the script because, well, they spent the whole week practicing yep. those 15 plays, running through them over and over and over again, right? Then... Once it gets into the ad-libbing and the coach gets deeper into the call sheet, right? 
you see a lot of offenses, they go in the tank, and, yeah. and quarterbacks can't handle it because, well, those are plays that maybe they didn't spend as much time in practice or even the offseason program or whatever working on. that they, you know, they just worked on them as they were being drawn up on the whiteboard in the middle of the week. And the first three Joe Flacco weeks after the opening script – that was said. Well, they could be said for the first, the next five or six drives. Yeah, just just as kind of a reference. And, there. and then and then in the down the stretch, he'd get hot again. So um, I I do feel like there's there is some merit to what Deshaun says, but at the same time, all right, then what are you going to practice all week? Mm-hmm. You, you said like, okay, you're just going to practice freelancing. Uh, you know, you know, I, I I don't know what this. But here's the thing, too, now. All right, so that's how he feels. Then, I don't know, maybe he and Kevin Stefanski need to have a talk. Well, and, and, I, and my Or hopefully was, they've already had the talk. Well, my, my thought was, why wasn't this part of the conversation after the first year together? You know or, no, mean? why wasn't this the conversation before you even made the trade? Yeah, exactly. And I'm not, and now, yeah. I'm not saying that is an element that to say the Browns should never have made the trade. No, it's not what I'm getting at. Like, when you're going through the get-to-know-you process, right? And we heard all the stories, like Deshaun even said, one of the, even though I, because the Browns remember, let's not forget, they were the first team voted off the island. And then when the Andrew Berry called the called his agent and said, oh, we'll fully guarantee $230 million. He's yeah. like, I'll be, let me get my client on the phone and I'll be <laughs> right back to you, right? Um, but when you're going through that get-to-know-you stage and Deshaun talked about the thing I really liked about meeting with the Browns versus some of the other teams was when I met with the Browns, the vast majority of the conversation was football-based. I felt a connection with Kevin and what he had visioned for me and how I fit into his offense and yada, yada, yada. Well, okay, and to your point, then yeah, this here, where because the Browns run script. Mm-hmm. They, they ran script last season. So if he doesn't like the script... Then why are you running script? Yeah. That that's that's the question that I would ask. Well, and I mean, I think it, we can also ask the question. Um, and I've actually asked a few people about this, and they've kind of told me conflicting answers. But did they not run script in Houston? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, how much, or or rather, was it a different kind of script right. where it's it's more, it's almost choose your own adventure, where you kind of <laughs> know you know the outlay where you're going, but you have three or four different ways to check over those first 10, 15 well, plays. Clearly, Deshaun would like to choose his own adventure next season. Well, but I think like it's funny because this is where everybody conflates the idea of re- replacing Kevin as offensive coordinator is somehow an indictment on Kevin as the offensive coordinator. You mean coordinator. play caller. Or play caller, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reality is it's not. Sometimes like it, it's okay for a head coach to go, I kind of am set in my way here. He kind of needs something specific that I can't give him. And if that set plays, like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I also think the Browns rely on a lot of rhythm throws. All right, you're going to be here, you're going to be here, you're going to be here. And then if if it breaks down beyond that, there's not really, like, that's not where the Stefanski-led offense is its best self. Well, but that's where Deshaun is his best self. How many times in the last five games, I and I'm sorry, I keep, but that's the reality. Joe Flacco was incredible. In those five games, how many times when you're watching those games on TV did you see the 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 analyst with the telestrator pointing out Joe Flacco is throwing here? There is nobody there. Yep. 
There's no one there. There's no defender. There's no receiver. He is in an open. There's nothing but green grass right there. How many times did they show those replays where they're circling the space and Joe Flacco is thrown to the space and then out of the middle of nowhere comes Amari Cooper or comes Elijah Moore or David Njoku or, you know, Jerome Ford, right? How many times do we see that? The answer you're looking for is a ton. We saw it a ton. Now go back previous. How many times do we see that with Deshaun? Well, the reason why is because Deshaun is not an on-schedule quarterback. Yep. Deshaun is an improvis- uh, improvisational quarterback. Mm-hmm. He just sometimes makes it up as he's going along. Josh Allen does that. Yep. Patrick Mahomes does that. Okay? And so now what you have to figure out is what are they doing, right? I mean, Josh Allen completed a pass last night. He was a yard from the sideline, <laughs> and he completed a pass, basically falling out of bounds. Mm-hmm. So how now can we bring those elements in to help Deshaun? Well, and I think what's interesting about it is Baker also struggled with with on schedule, uh, on schedule yes. throws. And so I don't look at this as – Oh, Deshaun this, Deshaun that. Because I've seen another really qualified quarterback struggle with that same thing in year two of the offense. And so I think it's interesting. I do think it's interesting that the two physically best quarterbacks you've had are quarterbacks who in the end have a reluctance or a discomfort with that. I do think that's an interesting thing to point out. But in this case, I just give like it just it's one of those things where, okay, we tried it, we tried it. We tried it one way two years ago. We tried it one way this year, and it's still not where it needs to be. And I I think people have pulled this answer from Deshaun to almost, oh, well, if you can't make on-script guys, that's there's a lot of quarterbacks that can't do that. Or not, yeah. It's not can't. It's just not comfortable with that. Not used to that. It's not what they were based in. And there wasn't a lot of that specifically in Houston. So – I don't look at this as, oh, Deshaun making excuse or, oh, bleep Deshaun or any of this. I look at it as a guy saying, yeah, I mean, I get the value of it. It just, it doesn't. It's not it, me. It's it not gets who in I my am. way. And, and like, honestly, that's what I want a quarterback saying. I want a quarterback saying, well, damn it, I can't figure out why this isn't working, but here's something that just kind of goes against how I do things. Like, and if, and if this is Kevin Stefanski listening and saying, we're going to have to reinvent the wheel here, that's okay too. Because that's Kevin Stefanski trying to make it work. It doesn't guarantee either of them will make it work. It doesn't guarantee Deshaun's going to stay healthy. But I thought it was fascinating. I, I think it takes a lot of balls for a quarterback to go, even on a podcast with a friend, because I know him and Cam go way back to Georgia. Ten years, even longer. But I think it takes a lot of guts to say something like that into a microphone where most guys understand you're going to open up a can of worms that people are just going to hear, well, I don't like the way that's done. It's not about like or dislike. It's about comfort. It's about what what that, what brings out the best of you. And teams, guys, they don't run the, uh, the West Coast anymore for Pat Mahomes in Kansas City. All right? They changed the offense to fit the quarterback. Look at the offense Buffalo had with Tyrod Taylor. And look at how they've morphed it over five, six years. Uh, and how they morphed it again this year, going from Ken Dorsey to, to Joe Brady. Like, this this actually could be a good thing you're hearing. Real quick, let's get to some calls here. Let's go with Don. Welcome to the show, Don. What you got for us? Hey, how you guys doing? And so far as uh, Deshaun being involved in who uh, the OC is, you know, I think the general manager manages, coach, coach, 
and and you ask your coach what kind of offense you want. I, I think Deshaun has enough going on inside his own head without uh, having him involved in the process of the offensive coordinator. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd exclude him from the process. And I think it's – and I don't know if it's a, it, it takes a lot of guts or if it's just not very smart to say that in, into a mic about not liking scripted plays. That's a conversation you have with your coach. It's not a conversation you have over the airwaves. Super unprofessional. Don, appreciate it. Um, I would imagine he's already had this conversation I, yeah. with uh, his coaches. I, I would hope so, and I hopefully this conversation was had again yes. in March of 2022 when yeah. they were getting together in Houston trying to figure out <laughs> the mutual interest, if there was any, right? Yep. Well, but, like, it's just funny. Like, every year you're having conversations about what you're getting more comfortable with or not. And I think, in, in, and I don't mean to speak to Don here or some of the stuff we've seen on social media, I think there's this growing frustration, like uh, Lynn on Twitter saying, you know, shut up and run the plays, that's what you get paid to do. Every quarterback that has, I mean, whether it's a rookie quarterback or $230 million quarterback, every one of these guys' brains get picked all the time about what are you comfortable with. So it's not as simple. And I, I think we think it is. It wasn't as simple with Baker. Right where you, I like to me. Year two was the injury. Year two was also growing pains, and it was a little bit of Baker standoffish, and maybe a little bit of a new head coach that struck. And and maybe Baker can be a little Baker, and I think that made it tough to to have the necessary discourse that you need to, whether it's on the injury on the plays you run. And so I, I, I understand the reaction of just shut up and run the plays, because I think there's a frustration level. Uh, with Deshaun and the fact he hasn't looked like a $230 million man yet with Browns fans, that honestly this is as frustrated as I can remember us being with a quarterback, even more so than the at the end with Baker, like because he at least had defenders. I don't see a lot of Deshaun defenders. And I would just say, like, it's a, the most concerning part about this comment is that it comes and we're just getting we, – we're potentially – on the precipice of moving on from scripted plays or the type of script that they use, and it's two years in. That's more concerning than it's happening in the first place. So I will let you choose between the heartbreak or the heartbreaker last night in Buffalo. What you want to talk about first? Um, Because I'm a bit of a masochist, let's go with the heartbreak. All right. Um, I'll be honest with you. I thought the fumble by uh, McCall Hardman into the end zone, which gave Buffalo the ball back, might have saved Sean McDermott's job. That decision on the previous drive uh, in Chiefs territory, or sorry, in your own territory, up against your own end zone, to go for it on fourth and whatever with like fourth and five with like ten minutes to go in the game was one of the more befuddling decisions I have ever seen a head coach make. In a win-or-go-home scenario, I thought Sean McDermott looked like he was lost in the soup last night, and I thought he got bailed out by the, the Hardman fumble. Well, not only did he get bailed out, but at first I thought it was a check out because that they saw Kansas City only yep. had 10 players on the field, so they're just like, okay, Damar Hamlin's going to handle this. Yep, and he did not. And it went the other way. You're right, that bailed him out. The second thing, you know, by the way, that the long snapper came out and said that came from the sidelines. Yeah, not great, Bob. Yeah, not great. Also, not great. Josh Allen throwing to the end zone with about a minute and fifty on the clock. The last thing you want to do 
is be scoring a touchdown with a minute and 50 on the clock to take the lead and give Patrick Mahomes that kind of time. You know, the only thing I'd say is you gave him 13 seconds. It came. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm back. Like, score, I, score the damn touchdown. No. Yeah, no, 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 this is, this is you, living in the fear. You like what's, what? matriculate slowly down the field and into the red zone. So what, when, when, when can when you take don't the shot score, the end you, zone? you don't score until fourth and goal to go with three seconds to play. Yeah. That is your only chance to be Patrick Mahomes I, in I that think, situation. I think the reason why it was brilliant is Mahomes would score in 12 seconds and he'd have another minute 30 left when he got the oh, ball back okay, wow. to then go down the field again so you're assuming they get the ball back and you know what they say about assume nick um well but you're assuming that mahomes is gonna score with a minute 50 left well because i saw him do it in 13 seconds so i think that's that a fair assumption time. that was one time one time is all i need that is fair that's well it's all the time buffalo needs as well <laughs> um no i thought it's, it's so funny talking about that game last night it had to be a kick right it's buffalo it's at home in this huge game, yeah, it had to be a kick. It couldn't be anything other than a kick. And uh, honestly, the kick would have just tied the game. Mahomes still would have had time to do magic. But at least then you could say, hey, we got out there. We made him beat us, right? In the case of the kick, I felt so bad for Tyler Bass, the kicker. That That is, and by the way, Dustin, you know, Dustin hates drafted kickers. He was a six-round kicker that Buffalo drafted like six <laughs> years ago. I do remember seeing something on X from Dustin, this is why you don't draft kickers. Yeah, and I, and the funny thing is he could have just bumped that tweet last night. Um, there was, and I kind of snarkily tweeted about it, and I felt a little bit bad. Do we still feel anti-retractable roof there, Buffalo? Remember, Buffalo fans had the biggest hissy fit when they suggested the Pagulas could could build a retractable roof, and yeah. then they did the billionaire a favor by expressing they didn't want. Ah, uh, the outside gives us advantage. So sure they're gonna, about that. So their stadium's going to be like the old uh, Dallas Cowboys stadium. Remember, seats all covered with a roof except for this part over the field. Yeah, they're going to build one of those, right? I, I would, uh, I would, I would think about that. Maybe I don't know if it's too late in the game to to. 
Did you see the, the drawings? Did you see the video of the Chiefs fan uh, standing in his living room? He puts the fan next to the TV. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the kick gets blown. <laughs> right. So I will say, because I think Joe Brady, I thought Joe Brady had a day as a play caller. Uh, there were a lot of people saying that they loved what they saw from him. It actually wouldn't surprise me if it it aided him in getting a job this offseason. I felt like it was uh, first down, we're going to chuck it 60 yards, and then second and third, we're just going to try and get the first. And I thought, I, I thought basically they were playing two-down football. And there's validity in that, but like they were playing two-down football where one of the three downs was a Hail Mary or something close to it for most of that fourth quarter. And I just couldn't, and I know they were struggling to kind of maintain some of the possessions, but some of that was you just weren't, you, you kept trying for the home run ball. And it was like, I get when you have Josh Allen, and I'm sure some of this is on Josh. You want to go for the home run when you can. How about just, how about just keep the drive going? Because you're putting yeah. his body in other situations. You're putting his body, you know, with, with some of the runs they were doing. He's putting his body on the line. Why don't you also just make a couple more intermediate plays instead of we're either going to throw the ball 60 yards through the air or it's going to be a five-yard in the flat pass. Yeah. There had to have been something other than that. It That, to me, is where I thought. That in the fourth down call, fourth and five by McDermott, those were two moments where I thought Buffalo was living in its own head about facing Pat Mahomes. And you just didn't need to. And granted, they'll say, well, if he just connects with one of those 60-yard things, it, the conversation's different. Yeah, but you didn't. You know why? Because they're low-probability plays. Yeah. Because they're called home run plays for a damn reason. And I got to say, the most, the sad thing is, Josh Allen's taken an ass-kicking by a bunch of people who don't watch football apparently enough. Um, the guy had the touchdown. Yeah. All that happened he did, he was did. Chris Jones had Deion Dawkins pushed him into his his left leg and it just it just killed the throw, but he had him wide open with two defenders trailing him, by the way. I can't remember the receiver, but he like he had him. And it's just that's football, man. That's that's the difference between winning and losing. One dude just bumping your leg just enough to throw off your throw. Or some dude setting up a fan next to his TV and Yep, blowing a kick wide right. Yep, or uh, the uh, from from the heartbreak uh, to the heartbreaker. And I know we're gonna have a little bit more on this because I'm not. I can I could talk about Jason Kelsey's performance last night and just yesterday till the cows come home. And I think we have something about this on the pulse as well. I just want everybody to go back and watch the video of him chugging the beer. And if you go in the top of the screen, his wife Kylie is at the top of the screen, and. She just had the most loving, proud look. A little bit of Tomcat in there. All right. Like a little bit like it was working for her. I get and to I take just, I get to take that home with me tonight. And I just it honestly was the funny I rewatched that video, not for Jason chugging, but for the way she looked at him. Like the way Ness damn. looks at you. No, not in that scenario. No. Drunken <laughs> Nick Wilson does not get love. No, no, no. Drunken Nick Wilson gets a much different look. And I can tell stories on that one, but drunken Nick Wilson is almost why I wasn't married for that long a time. But no, I just, I thought it was the funniest thing to watch him do that while she was just like in the background, just like, oh girl, like, look at that man. As you said, I get to take that home. <laughs> he, you, I, I, Dustin was not the highlight of the Bills fans in that stadium. 
And the highlight of the Bills fans in the stadium wasn't even rooting for the Bills. It was Jason Kelsey. I mean, you know, him hopping over into the stands, picking up little girls so that they could wave to Taylor Swift. I mean, come on. Well, it's that. It doesn't get any more all-American than that. Did you see any of the the pre-gaming videos? Yeah, where he he chugged the bowling ball. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, that is, that's where it is right there, man. I'll be honest with you. I know some people are tired of the Kelsey thing, mostly because... I will never tire of the Kelsey thing. Um, A, I, because they're from here, okay? Two, because I respect the fact that they're basically taking the Muni lot on tour. Uh-huh. Uh, again, mad respect for that. No, I... Uh, and, and three, they re- to me, they represent the game and they represent fans well. And yes, I realize they do go- some goofy stuff and whatever, but... I mean, I don't mind a little goofy. I'll be honest with I'm you. I'm good with it. I'm tired of Travis just because of Taylor. I don't think I'll ever tire of You're Jason not a Swifty? No. no. Oh, okay. I, 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 I understand her value to the world and the little girls, women everywhere, how, and, and music how, lovers How everywhere. much Taylor Swift is played in your household? Too much. Okay. Too much. It's that, on, and that was the response I was completely well, expecting And the little bastards got my phone at one point, so I don't even, like, they're still, like, just Taylor Swift songs just randomly in my phone. Oh, my God. Random so the, playlist. So the Taylor Swift in your phone is like the U2 album that I can't get out yes. of my phone. 100%. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how to get rid of that thing. And it pops up the worst times. I'm like, I don't want to listen to this right now. I think you have to go to Ireland. You got to find Bono. <laughs> and you got to smother in his sleep. I think that's the only way. That's the, the terms thing, and conditions. But, if but you kill is, Bono, it goes away. Uh, I'm a U2 fan. I like their music, but like I just don't want it randomly playing on my phone when I don't want it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.